1: Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.
2: And we're back. Welcome back to Behind the Steel Curtain and Steelers Touched Stand Under. Hey, hey, Jeff, do you want to have a go at saying Steelers Touched Stand Under? How would you pronounce that?
3: Oh, man. <laughs> I have not worked on this on the accent at all, so I, I will probably be terrible. But, uh, okay oh so, okay steelers touchdown under
2: the un- the under was good this the steelers almost sounded like you were at a road show um pronouncing one of the you know the the, the, the clans are coming in or something like that but the un- the under was pretty good okay um, now, now that was now listen so welcome back guys to youtube and the audio platform and you know like I'm mark i'm from australia and for, for these new listeners and people who have been behind the steel curtain um yeah i'm me and Manny Maddie, or Manny's away today but we have Steelers uh, touchdown under here, and I'm from the future. And uh, Jeff's, I don't know where you, I don't know where you are, bro. I have no idea. Some somewhere near Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm from
3: Saturday evening.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're going like it's it's so crazy. It's like 10 a.m. I just had breakfast. I've got a coffee here, and you guys are out in the town having a go, having a few beers. Um, so yeah. So this week we got singing a slang, and obviously, uh, you might know a few Australian words, but I really wanted to, I wanted to give you top five slang words that I think will stump you and I hopefully will stump the live chat and I'm basically just going to say them but I just want to get your your reaction all right are you ready okay all right so the, the first one uh slang word is bloody bonzer
3: is that is that uh a at the end or an ER oh in, in my language it's a but
2: you know your language is ER it's it's ER. bloody bonzer
3: bonzer oh man it's got to be a description for somebody i'm gonna say uh someone's like really really kind of crazy really kind of like out there Mm. that's a wild guess not
2: not so much not really a person it just means like if you were to say bloody bonzo like uh, say you just won the lottery and you won about like 10K or not 10K. You won $10 million. You're like, bloody bonza, Like that means just like just great ripper. Uh, okay. That's excellent. It's just like a just a saying. But like with anything, a lot, a lot of it, you could honestly put bloody and something next to it. It doesn't mean it matter what you say. But bonzer is like the really old school, um, yeah, <laughs> like Australian word. I don't use it to, to be honest. Okay, next one. So number two uh, in our top five, we have she's cactus. Cheese, no, sorry, she's like a girl. Like she's
3: she's cactus, cactus or prickly. Uh so <laughs> I'm gonna say, uh she's kind of unapproachable. Some a girl who's kind of standoff, though. No,
2: no I'm I'm sorry. That's it's <laughs> it it's got so. Also, with our Australian language, I really want some of you like guys to come over here because it doesn't. And c- come meet me. You have a time. You won't even un- understand what I'm saying. Um, but when you say she's in front of it, it doesn't even mean the person or the girl. It just means the object or like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, she's a great day. We just put that in front of it and it's a nice day. Um, but she's mm-hmm. cactus or cactus means um it's basically say if your car breaks down and you one of your mates says to you, Oh, how'd it go? You're like, Oh, she's cactus, mate. She's gone. It's dead. It's gone. It doesn't work. Cactus because wow. they just, they sit they sit there and do nothing. And okay. That's another one that's really old school and I don't use them my in my um, day-to-day living. Okay, this one's gonna throw you. And you actually you brought it up in part one. So listeners, go back to part one. I think it's about three or four minutes in. Um it's in Sling the Slang, it's gonna be what do you think about Dead Horse?
3: Dead horse. What that means in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> it, I'm guessing it does not mean the same thing how we use it. It's, oh my goodness. If you
2: if you get this. I will buy you your favorite jersey, 100%. <laughs> but not like not, not the $300 one like the night. The, well,
3: well like. based, on, based on my lesson I've learned today, it's got to be something positive because it sounds like something would be bad. So therefore, it's got to be a good thing. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, something really unexpected that's good throw that out there
2: that's a good try but it's completely wrong okay um so dead horse is to like is to, to do like a um a movement or or, or um it's an it's object as well so dead horse or dead horse so we say to hey jeff could you pass me can you pass me the dead horse that means tomato sauce what i know <laughs> i know it's hard for me too it's, it's hard to it's hard to say it, it's hard to read it. But would that be true. like spaghetti
3: sauce or like ketchup or no. what kind of?
2: So I had to write down a part B for this because when we have tomato sauce in Australia, yeah. that's what we that's what we call that's our ketchup or ketchup Okay. So now when we go back to pass, would you would you pass the dead oars? Would you pass the tomato sauce? I knew you wouldn't get it, so I've just saved myself a bit of money um, <laughs> on the on the jersey. <laughs> good good guess though. But, yeah, that, that, that's one that uh, that's never said to. It's, it's it's an old, old slang, Aussie slang, dead horse. Where's the dead, where's the dead horse?
3: Well, as long as that the, dead horse is Heinz. Hey? As yeah. long as that <laughs> dead horse is Heinz, that's we're okay. The big,
2: that's the biggest dead horse in history, that big bottle.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
2: but that's that's, that's one it. that doesn't like – a lot of our ones are bit, sound a bit <laughs> negative as well. They're all to do with dying and, like, I don't know yeah. what's going on in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, this one, this one, I think you might get this one. So if I were to say to you uh number 4 that bloke has tickets on himself. What does that mean?
3: Tickets on himself. I got two ideas. Okay. Uh either someone's really like into themselves. Really egotistical is that it? Yeah, you pretty much All right. right
2: Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that, that one, actually that, makes sense. That one's fun though cuz like with, with with tickets on himself like you know, he might be at a party somewhere or you're watching, you know, AB and he was great as a stealer. but he just goes, oh, he's got tickets on himself. And then the other guy goes, yeah, he does. Because even in Australia too, we we have really short conversations, but we mean a lot in them. So we might have two or three f- phrases and that might mean a 15 minute conversation. We haven't got time. We've got no time to do that. <laughs> um, okay. This one, I think you'll get as well. So you've got, you've got the last one, number four, but this one, I wanted to kind of like have a theme in going into our part two as well. And what the Steelers need to do for the future, and to get Super Bowls, and to get us in that positive mindset again. Now, what do you think? um, Number five. What What does having a dig mean?
3: Having a dig. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. I'm gonna say like uh, having a dig is where you like dig in and really like 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 go for something.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, pretty much it's just it just means having a go, um, trying the best you can at what you're doing. So with our Steelers, we need them to have a dig. We want actually it relates back to Matt Canada as well. He's a he's a he's a brand new offensive coordinator. Just let him have a dig and, and see how he goes. Um don't don't mock him. You know, we're all we're all Steeler fans here. We're all sitting on the couch. Um we can yell and scream at TV, but let him have a go and and see where he progresses from that.
3: And for the Steelers, too, like, let him go. Let him do it. The Steelers need to, like, not be like, okay, Matt Canada, but you can only do so much. Like, no, let him do it.
2: Yeah, and and his response as well, if someone were to ask him, like, you ask him, if someone asked Matt Canada having all these 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 complicating ideas and blah, 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 whatever, 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 he'd come back with an Australian response, mate, leave me alone, just having a dig. So it (laughs) it works. (laughs) I would love to hear that. (laughs) It it works. It works anywhere. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you're trying your best. Um, It could be Juju surrounded by a corner, a safety, and and someone in the fan might be, "Why didn't you get wide open?" Oh, mate, I'm just having a dig. Leave me alone. I'm trying to play football. Yeah. Um, Out out of those top five, what was your favorite, and and what did you learn?
3: The dead horse. That's my favorite. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna use that. I'm going to use yep. that, and people are going to be like, "What?" I'm going to be like, "Pass the dead horse." There, there's a <laughs> there's because there's a big thing because
2: we call uh, tomato sauce, and that in like American English or your culture is like pasta sauce, correct?
3: Yeah, that's what I, that's what you immediately think is spaghetti sauce. Yeah.
2: So we don't have that, or well, we have pasta sauce, but we also call that tomato sauce. <laughs> but we also like tomato sauce is for your pies and 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 stuff like that. But a lot of things are just relevant to the situation. But I know if you, like, same with um, what's funny about Australian language. If I were to go to a pub or a, a restaurant in America, I've actually, I've done this. I was I was somewhere in um, Texas somewhere. And I said, oh, can I get the burger and chips? And you said, are you sure? And I went, yeah, I would love some chips, please. And then she brought out potato chips. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man, like, I got I got stumped, like, and the funny, the funny thing was, when I was at that restaurant with my mate, um, she brought out chips as a, like an a appetizer or a side. And I was like, oh, these are brilliant. These are nice to have, you know, to get your stomach ready before you actually have your meal. And then I got the burger and the same chips again because <laughs> I, I, I didn't say fries. Um, yeah.
3: So,
2: you know, oh, I, got in a, I got in a bit of trouble. But that happens a lot with with like with a lot of things in Australia. We just have certain things and we just expect the other person to know mm-hmm. and if they don't know we just cut the conversation off and walk away
3: <laughs> there you go.
2: all right so let's let's jump into um some more Steeler talk and we're, we're going to get into some questions as well um maybe after the next 10 minutes but I just want to get your take on, on how this culture is progressing with the Steelers and what does it really take for the next playoff run using these guys in part one we talked about Canada, um, Bush. And who might be a special teams guy? Who what's gonna what's what needs to happen? We haven't won a playoff game in a long time, Jeff. What needs to happen?
3: Um, once we have to be healthy. We you this luck plays an element in all of this. You think of all our playoff losses in the past. Most of them involve a key injury, somewhat significant. Uh, whether Bell or Brown being out, uh, Ryan Shazier going down in two thousand seventeen. 2019, we lost Ben. 2020, by the end of that season, man. That that playoff game, our defense is falling apart, but we were down, you know, we're down multiple linebackers, we're down Bud Dupree and Alex Highsmith. We're down Joe Hayden. We're like we had so many injured players that our defense just couldn't be what it was. So part of it is we do need enough health because we saw a few players out we can handle. Okay. We can handle this player being out, we can handle that player being out, but when we get three or four key players out that defense falls apart. So that's a big part of it. Uh, And the other one is really establishing an identity on offense. That's for me, that's the big deal is Canada needs to establish that identity on offense. And, and if we can do that, if we can be an offense that teams have to account for, and we're not just hoping the the defense can hold the other team to, you know, 17 points and, or hoping that the offense doesn't, you know, self-inflict wounds and throw multiple interceptions. Like, we really need that identity to where the offense is driving the game, like it was in the best days of of uh, Todd Haley, when we didn't have a defense. Like, do you go back to 2014? That offense had a great identity. That team could just beat you deep at a moment's notice, and and you couldn't account for our deep threats and Antonio Brown at the same time. And then we had Le'Veon Bell going off as a runner and as a receiver, but our defense was terrible. And when we, you know, you you can't win like that. You've still got, you've got to have some both sides going right now. The defense has been good when it's healthy and the offense has been hit or miss. Okay.
2: So you bring up really like two great points. Let's go back to health. What, what, what is your thoughts on the 17 games? And when you really start to think about it and with the Steelers and NFL and players do get injured, technically speaking, even 16 games is a long season um i've recently got back into sport i'm playing like like mini tennis it's called pickleball in usa um you run around a lot it's a a funny name but usa it's it's i think pretty high and it's about four million people anyways like i'm 31 and i start to move my body i go oh i get a bit sore and you start to think with these guys playing 16 games yeah you, you just can't turn up and you're going to be physically fit every single week so how do you think that the duration of this 17th game Adds into to the health and um, physicality with, with the Steelers, and will there be depth death behind that?
3: Well, we I mean, we saw that with the last Super Bowl. You know, who won? The team that was healthier. That's that's just it, and they're Super Bowl contenders every year, similar to how the Steelers looked like a Super Bowl contender when they were healthy, and then they, when they weren't, they, they definitely were not a Super Bowl contender. By the end of the season, they weren't even a playoff team. They didn't deserve to be there. They had just won 11 straight before they lost players and became the team we saw at the end of the season. So health is going to be a much bigger deal on the positive side. I believe they are adding in a second bye week, which really takes the season two weeks longer. Uh, Which means for, you know, given someone missing three or four weeks in the middle of the season, you can get them back. There's going to be a lot more players being able to come back just because of the length of the season. And that, that adds a few more games on there. Um, I, th- I think you're gonna see teams more and more managing snap counts during games. I think you're gonna see, you know, Cameron, they're gonna they're gonna sit there and look and say, okay, we're adding 80 snaps to this player season. So we need to find a way to cut snaps every game. Rotate more, use more depth. Uh, and I think you see our defensive line. Look at how much depth we have on that defensive line. We used like we have we talk about the main three being uh to it hayward and alu alu but behind them you got bugs you've got carlos davis you've got henry mondo you've got chris wormley you've got they are seven deep at defensive line and they play two to three each play they're gonna rotate them they're gonna have to they're gonna have to rotate them more save cam hayward and stefan to snaps so that they can play later in the season and you have a better chance of them being healthy and less wear and that
2: seems like a good core seven of people as well, because a lot of those blokes are, have now been into the Steelers for the two or three years. And no matter if, if they're not a big face like Mondu, you know he still knows the system and he's going to be in that uh, rotation. And uh, and I even go back to a few years ago, I don't remember the players that were for the Eagles, but I know the Eagles did a similar thing where they would have four out there and, and three would come in. Always a rotation of big guys up front, and, and that's definitely what the, the Steelers need with those depth guys. And it doesn't matter... If they're not the face of the franchise, but if they can if they can help them out and they're making big plays, like Mondo did a few good tackles, but look, we don't know who he is, but we, we might. We might. He might do something fantastic and force a fumble. And if you get those guys really, you know, chomping at the bit and wanting to play for it to be a stealer and creating plays, then the upfront front guy, it's like in hockey, you know, if you, your third or fourth line guy, I think, scores a, a goal, um, that's great. But heading into, like we well, said, with the offense, now, will, will Canada, if they like you said before, um, excelling and, and doing everything right, will Canada p- put the score up? Will he keep scoring points and not stop that, with that mentality?
3: That's hard to. That's hard to say with the points. Um, I hope so. I really do hope so. But, but even even more than that, you have to control the ball. You you have to have longer drives. You've got to keep the defense off the field. You've got to keep their defense on the field. Get keep their offense you know off the field get them out of rhythm be able to break momentum cuz one of the things you saw with Randy Feekner is if the other team got momentum going it was like well this is over like they're just going to keep going they're just going to keep you're waiting for the defense to make a play you know even at the end of games we're at the end of the games and steeler fans are expecting okay the defense needs there's 5 minutes left in the game the defense is going to need to make two drives they're going to have to defend two drives in 5 minutes Well, what about the offense? Like, Can the offense be an offense that takes control and says, okay, actually, no, we're going to run a five-minute drive and the game's just going to end? Early in the season, the Steelers were doing that. The Steelers were driving the ball, ending the game, and they were winning. Late in the season, Steelers would have two or – there was a game the Steelers had three drives in the last six minutes and each drive was was like 30 seconds. And then the other team would get the drive. The, The defense would stop them. Right back, and then right back in the like, defense. Okay, you're off the field, now get back on there. You get right back out there. Uh, that that can't be the case. You can't win like that. You can't come back if you're down, and you can't keep a lead. Uh, so the offense really establishing that identity is, is going to be a huge deal to just be able to do what you need to do to win, whether that's you know obviously scoring points, big part of that, but also just being able to control the game, set the tempo for the game, and, and make the other team try to break your momentum.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with that as well. But but I really wanted to, we're running out of bit this this show goes super fast um, when you're hanging upside down. Now, I really wanted to ask you this question, and I'm, I'm not too sure what, what response I'll get. But with the Steelers, what, what NFL team do you think is in, is in the way? The Patriots were in the way of the Steelers for a long time. What NFL team do you think is in the way of the Steelers in achieving the 7th-on body? And then we might do some questions after after Jeff's answer.
3: What team is in the way right now? Um, one that's tough is the Ravens. Last last season, they had a lot of injuries. They had a lot of COVID issues. They had a lot of stuff go on. And they were still our biggest opponent uh, for 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 winning the division, getting into the playoffs and doing something um so they're they are always as a division rival the Ravens and they look to be good again this year they're going to be that first team in the way uh after that yeah you have to deal with the Chiefs you have to deal with the Chiefs at some point and that offense that offense is crazy I don't think I don't think they are going to be as good as people thought they were going to be I think there's more problems with that team than just you know the offensive line being hurt last season uh teams are starting to figure out Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and there will be better answers for them. There won't be solutions. They like they're not going to solve Patrick Mahomes in that offense, but they're going to have better answers for it and better counters for it. Uh, and I think the Steelers are actually really well built to face them if they're healthy. If the Steelers are healthy. So for me, it's it's Ravens number one, Chiefs number two.
2: Fair cool. I I agree. I think Ravens are always since the time I've been watching the Steelers. They've always been number one, number two. The other two teams, who cares about them? Uh yeah. no one cares about the Bengals. No one cares about the Browns. It doesn't no one matter. cares not
3: Ohio. <laughs> no, Ohio no, football no doesn't matter.
2: Like w- with me and the Browns, uh, yeah, they always have a great team and they're going they're a bit like the Dallas Cowboys. They're gonna win, you know, they're gonna win the Super Bowl, but then they go eight and eight. They're gonna do this and they never, they never achieve anything. Um the Browns have a superstar team. Fantastic. Come to our field and we'll beat you. Uh, when we did it with Mayfield. Yeah, we lost to in the playoffs, but that was your first win in 30-something years. The Bengals still haven't been to the playoffs, I believe, in 31 years. They haven't won Super Bowls. They haven't done anything. Um, I'm glad when I was younger, when I was like uh, 10, 11, I chose the Steelers based off the colours alone. I didn't have any idea who they were. I loved the game and I grew with the game. And I'm glad I wasn't a fan of Orange because I would have to choose either the Bengals <laughs> or the Browns. And there's something inside of me now that grows every day. I hate the Bengals more and more. And for as long as I live to 133, I don't want to see the Bengals in the playoffs. I don't <laughs> want to see them win the Super Bowl. That would make me just so happy. And I like, I love that stat last year where we had won 10 games or 11 games in a row and then we lost it. I love seeing stats like that. I love seeing stats like with the Sackles and, and things of that nature. Um, so with the Bengals at least, let's keep them out of the playoffs. Um, and that's a funny thing. Like so many teams are like the Lions and stuff. They've, they just, they're not going every year. They try and do something and they just don't get into the playoffs. And that continues the streak. So we're going to do some questions. We've got about eight, 10, 10 or so minutes left, depending how much uh, time we have here. Snowman says, where's Manny?" Maddie? So Maddie's, um asked for an RDO regressive day off. I did not just freeze. I'm frozen. <laughs> All right. So Maddie's. Matty's asked for a day off. He's, he's busy um, tying up kangaroos and getting them all settled on the farm here. So he's, he's, he's doing that. Uh, this one from Porton, I saw it before in the live chat and hopefully get some more, some steel ones too. Now in, in Australia, Matty, we have the, N- uh, sorry, Jeff, we have the NRL and me and Maddie are both Sea Eagle fans. Um, the Rabbitohs are four and one and the Seagulls are one and four. Now, right at this very stage, we're going through a funny thing with the NRL and the Seagulls. They, they have a, like, Bit like the browns at the moment the seagulls are a great team uh but this this season they're they're one and four they have a good team but they're just not coached well enough yet they're just some, something's missing guys so yeah me and maddie uh mainly seagulls right now we just want them to, to to try and do do better but they're not not as bad as a as franchise not but not as bad as the browns who else we got these this chat does does go very fast uh i got one here from Lumberzak. you might be able to help me on i don't know if this is uh what i have no idea to be honest is it have you heard of that before is that like a troll under the bridge
3: i do not know what that is
2: yeah Lumberzac 94 i think bunyip i think that may be a troll under the under the bridge i i don't know uh it could be also in australia that could be a type of beer <laughs> <laughs> something you just don't know uh, I'd drink a here we this one's for you Jeff because I know nothing about the draft. we have from Facebook and also love our Facebook listeners too uh, from Jeff to Jeff here who, who do you have at number one we got you know 17 days left who you got number one
3: for our number one pick uh, give me I would love to see like Creed Humphrey there I know people think he's a second rounder uh, but I'd take him um, yeah he's a good one I take Zayven I'll take I'll take defensive players too though I'll take Zaven Collins I'm 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 one of those guys. Let me see who the Steelers get, and then let me tell you why they got him. That's like kind of that's kind of my angle is I like to see who they get and what that tells us about the Steelers and what that tells us about the team the next year. Uh, I'm excited because they usually pick better than me, so my first round picks aren't as good as theirs.
2: Yeah, well, for me, I've got zero idea. I do enjoy actually. I do. I really do as an NFL fan. And as growing up, I really do enjoy watching the draft. And my mates here in Australia are like, why are you watching the draft? It goes for three days. But I'm like, it's fun. It's so fun to see these young blokes have an opportunity and a chance. And they might be from Florida next minute they go into Detroit, they go into Green Bay, and that's their that's their career. So it's always fun to see where these guys land. But at the same time, I couldn't tell you half their names. And and but <laughs> but when they do, when we do get that drafting feeling, and we draft someone. What's the first thing you do when, when someone
3: gets drafted? What do you do, Jeff? I look him up. Yeah. <laughs> I look him up. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> Unless it's someone I've expected. Like, there's some there's some I haven't. There's some that I've expected. Like, most first-round picks, I know. But, like, oh, yeah. Uh, when they drafted Devin Bush, though, I called my sister and because I'm a University of Michigan fan. And I was just like, oh, I'd love for them to get Devin Bush, but there's no way they'll be able to get him. And then when they traded up, I was like, oh, my goodness. My sister and I were talking. They're like, they're going to do it. They're going to draft Devin Bush. And then they did draft Devin Bush. And I've been super pumped since. Like, well, that was they, that was the best. And they might draft
2: someone as well in that the, uh, middle linebacker, spoiler-inside linebacker. And if they get someone to pair with Devin, Devin Bush, and like you said with your analysis, if he fits the scheme, then that might just light, light up fire in your eyes. If you've got two great – uh, potentials there. Like, I think even with Alex Highsmith, he's going to come into his own next year and hopefully progress into something really, really good. Yeah. If we grab someone first round 24, maybe we get Seven Collins or someone like that, the middle linebacker spot, then you've got two blokes there, excuse me, Bush and whoever's next to him, to really set the scene for the next 10 years and we don't we have to talk about our position. Yeah. So that's going to be very, very interesting to watch. We have one here from uh, EJ Lewis. Do you believe we can get back to... This is a good question. Do you believe that we can get back to that violent downhill blocking under Canada?
3: In a way, yeah. I expect more blocking schemes. Uh, There's a lot of outside zone. There's a lot of surprise blocking under Canada. Where really, like, the defense thinks they have something going on. And all of a sudden, someone hits them from the side. And the the ball goes past them that way. Uh, I think we can. I think that can happen. I'm really... That's why I'm really interested if we take a center, what kind of center do we take? Do we grab a guy who can pass block, who knows a pass blocker first, or do we go out and grab a guy who is just a downhill mauler to put in between? Like if if your lineup is like, let's say ideally Landon Dickerson with no medical red flags would be the absolute ideal downhill blocking center. If you had Dotson, Dickerson, DeCastro, you no, nobody wants to face that. Your interior run game is just going to be dominant. Teams are going to have to load the box because what are you going to do? Those two of are just moving people, causing havoc and, and creating mayhem. Uh, and Canada is great at making motion and pulling people who don't look like their interior blockers inside. Like you'll get a motion from a, a slot to a wingback and then that person's a lead blocker. You know, that person's a lead block. And all of a sudden, someone who was out there outside covered by a cornerback is, is lead blocking, and a cornerback is out there like, I, I don't want to get into this. I don't want to be involved in that. And you get a numbers advantage. So I think, yes, with a caveat that it's it schemed a little differently than, than you're thinking under if you're thinking of, like, power football and, and the old days with early, you know, early Ben Roethlisberger and, and Jerome Bettis, you know, power blocking, that kind of thing. A little different, but, yeah, violent downhill blocking just looks a little different.
2: I think it would be interesting to see this with your point there to see uh, and see how the Steelers, you know, on the offensive line and the running game, when if they make it look easy on on film and like when you're watching the play and there's so many open holes and it, the offensive line's pushing these fellas around because they're all big boppers up front and it looks easy, but you know, in, in the mentality of the Steelers, it's actually a really hard play and they're trying their hardest and they're doing and that's but but for us as fans, it's like oh wow, there's four or five yards here we go. And yep. that to me is going to set the standard, like the theme of the show. Set the standard. If you can, if you can have a running play first and ten, and the next minute it's second and three. The, the idea of anything can open up, and Big Ben has more of a chance. And if we aren't thirty second, even if we're sixteenth, tenth, or something like that in the running game, just the possibilities of of the of how this offense can open up and have a not even. I remember a few years or when Big Big Ben went down. And we even said the big difference was when Big Ben even just went under center, the defense had to change their mentality, their mindset. When you put back there Rudolph or or Duck Hodges, you didn't have that. You already kind of knew what was going to happen. And and this will be a similar thing if they can move these fellas around up front. Then if you're getting second and uh, second and two, that's going to open quite a few things up. Like it's just going to be hopefully amazing to watch. And we don't want. I really don't want to see it again. Next year, with a 30 second uh, uh, running offense, so we'll do one or two more here, guys, and we'll start to wrap it up. Uh, Richard McKinney says, How about this? Is your question again, Jeff? How about Tevin Jenkins O line? Is, is he a big fella? Is he six foot nine?
3: Uh, I remember the show we did uh, with the school, Mike and I. Uh, we covered him, and the, the girl we were talking to was just like, No, he is the player on this team. Like if you're an NFL team, he's the guy you want. Uh, if you want to see a, a great video on him, uh, look on YouTube, Brett Coleman did a whole video on Tevin Jenkins. that kind of blew up. It's really popular. Uh, but the dude is just violent. He is nasty. I would absolutely love him to be a Steeler. He would work really well here. He'd be that guy. And it would be great to have him. I- I'd love having Tevin Jenkins because I think he actually is a tackle that can stay at tackle.
2: Okay. So he would play the, the tackle position. Would he play?
3: Yeah. Like there's the, a lot, there's a lot of people listed at tackle that people are looking at taking that are going to slide into guard and we don't need a guard. So I could take Tevin Jenkins because he's not going to be that guy that you're like, well, he needs to be to guard, but we have DeCastro Castro and Dotson. He ain't moving to guard. And now you just have a bad tackle. Uh, Jenkins is a guy that could, could keep that position, but also be nasty. So w-
2: would Jenkins be featured next to to Dotson like cuz we all know like Dotson is a massive unit and I think when he starts to get rolling I would be big of him. <laughs> if, Tevin
3: Je- I, if Tevin Jenkins is more of a right tackle uh if he could play left tackle you put Dotson and him uh on both on the on the left side oh my goodness they would be nasty next to each other it'd just be just, it'd be grow it'd be it'd be it'd be carnage. Yeah. I would love well, to see I would love to see Tevin Jenkins Get into his game, you know, find his NFL game really develop quickly and then, you know, throw him at Miles Garrett. I would love to see some of the pancakes he throws on people be delivered on one Miles Garrett. Uh, that would be great.
2: My, my, my goal this year as a steel fan is to really try and understand the offensive line more. Uh, and honestly, as an Australian fan learning the game, you guys grew up with the game, so you kind of got the bearings there. Uh, I remember when I was little, again, like 10, 11 years old, I had no idea. I just thought that there was five people there. I probably even thought the tight end was involved to be a blocker. I don't know, and it's one of those—it's one of those uh, unique parts of the game where it's in the trenches. It's really forgotten about, and because what has really sparked me, and I know the Castro has been there, but I, honestly, I kind of forget he's there sometimes. Um, but I, but what it, what it intrigued me about it now was with Dotson. He had a few interviews about talking about Big Band and the Steelers and, and and doing all these things. Great, it's really sparked a bit of interest in me to really take uh, take in interest in the O line. And that mentality, I'm, I keep preaching it. We just need to put a hat on a hat and run someone over. And I really want to try and to focus my attention on the O line, but it's so hard because with the T, you know the TV in Australia or wherever around the world, as soon as that ball snapped, it's 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 gone. You don't see you don't see anything to do to do with the O line. Uh, we got a a snowman celebrity chat here. Let's see live chat. So we have five dollars in snowman. Uh yeah, Jeff. What's with the Steelers signing all these players lately? You need your own show.
3: I'll handle the first part first. Uh, (laughs) the Steelers sign all these players. I'm guessing you're saying the people at pro days that are just there and all these things that they're just signing all these guys. Uh, this is their depth. This is a lot of players they're going after that were 2020. Uh, would have been undrafted free agents, but they really get a shot. There was no rookie mini camp, so these pro days are kind of like. Guys showing they deserve a shot, uh, another look, and the Steelers are signing them. Uh, don't take these contracts seriously. They're, they're as valuable as a futures contract. If these guys aren't on the roster week one, they will never see a game check. Uh, there's probably I doubt there's any signing bonus involved. And, uh, I mean, these guys get access to the facility, access to the Steelers to, to you know for us to give medical evaluations on them, coach them up, see them work inside the building, uh, some of them may be cut before we even hit training camp other ones may stick it through training camp some of them have a chance to to make the roster this is like rookie mini camp signings this is this is that kind of level they're getting an early look at guys that got that got passed over last year just because of the situation uh that's what most of this is to me um for the second part you need your own show uh let me let me just say there's a reason a lot of the shows I'm on start late. Uh, <laughs> Mark had to hunt me down today. <laughs> I'd forgotten about being on the show. Uh and he was like, I just I opened the Slack after we started talking. I saw there was like all these messages to me being like, dude, dude, you're coming on. Where are you? Hey, I'm looking oh. for you. But he finally got oh. a hold of me. Here I am. Uh, but but me having my own show, one of it's that that doesn't bode the best for me having a show that I have to be on myself. Uh I've, if you notice all the shows I'm on, someone else runs it. It's also so that makes it easy for me
2: yeah i, I was almost going to go solo today because i didn't know exactly what you were doing i texted you two days ago and i was thankful to have you here in, in maddie's absence um but yeah I, I actually found out you can you can call on slack and how's the technology today you know yeah. we can, we, I, I can call you overseas and i'm pretty sure it was you because then you know i saw you with the phone on, on the on the screen as well and we're, we're still you know so far away it's almost coming to lunchtime now and you're probably um eight o'clock and there's people out partying or there's people having dinners and, and going to restaurants and stuff. And I've got to start my Sunday. So uh, we're going to start to wrap up the show now, guys. It's been an awesome show. I just wanted to focus around the theme of things and the culture. But but lastly, uh, Jeff, what are, your final, what are your final thoughts on, you know, the Steelers and heading into the, I guess, the new phase of the Steelers? Big Ben's going to be here for a little bit, but what's going to happen and what are your final thoughts? And are we overall – is our culture good?
3: Uh, I think the culture is going to be good. I think, especially when you see it, the way people are talking about the Steelers right now, especially the young, the young draftees, all these people, the Steelers are a place people want to play right now. So that is a great sign for the Steelers' culture. Um, Matt Canada is apparently impressing a lot of these college kids. They, they college offensive players are like, oh, it would be fun to play for the Steelers, and that's because they're seeing a little bit of what the what they want to do. The thing for this year especially and into the, into the future is how much of Matt Canada's offense can they get installed? Can they get running and get executing at a high enough level for it to work in the NFL? That's the big question, and how long does that take? Are we going to see this year where you see elements of that take off and all of a sudden the Steelers are, are doing stuff that the Chiefs were doing, right? Uh, or is this a season where it just looks bad? Where you're like you're seeing what they're trying to do, but it's just not working, and it's not working. And it could be that some of the aspects of Matt Canada's offense that will work in the NFL will not work with Ben Roethlisberger, and they'll have to make it work. They'll have to find ways to 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 make the offense work in spite of that. Uh, just like there are some elements of today's game, like you you wouldn't ask Peyton Manning to do. Like there are things that the Chiefs do that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can't ask Tom Brady to do. And that's just a fact, right? So there's there's certain things Ben Roethlisberger isn't going to be able to do. There's other things he will be able to do, but he has to learn it well enough to execute it uh, his way, right? And uh, that's the big question is how much of this can they get going? How fast can they transition? Or is this a multi-year transition that's going to take some new players?
2: Yeah, 100%. So pretty much is saying, you know, we're not going to run out of the gate straight away. We're not going to get, first in points uh first in rush yards but there needs to be progress it needs to be for me and to the end of the show guys I'll start to wrap it up um, we just need to do better in the running game we need that offense that will you know we can score seven points we can have a drive we can waste four or five minutes a back and forth game of aerial ping pong we need something you know like, like at least move the sticks a few times and Canada's gonna do that we don't expect him to go in there and be the best offense. Um, even with Big Ben and, the, and the, some of the guys around that. But we, like in Australia, we just need something. <laughs> yeah. Like we just, <laughs> we just need something. And as fans, we need that. But guys, I'm going to wrap it up. I want to thank uh, Jeff for coming in on late notice because I surprised him twice uh, to come into the show. I, I believe uh, Maddie will be back next week. I'm actually out next week. I'm going to a competition to play some pickleball. Hopefully I can win and do the Steelers proud. But I appreciate everyone in the live chat. Thanks, everyone, for, for turning up, as always. There's always 45 people straight away, and we can we can talk our, our Steelers football. Um, it's awesome. I really want to talk about the culture. We did that. We accomplished that. We've got the draft. You know there's going to be more shows about the draft coming in the future. Um, who knows who we're going to get, as long as we don't get a punter. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I still like Barry. Sorry, sorry Jeff, with a J. All right, guys. We'll see you guys later.